welcome to the People Doing Good podcast. I'm Mariah Volk. And I'm Jerry Robinson. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, Jerry and I are all about spreading positivity by sharing the stories of people doing positive things in the community. We believe that good news is needed now more than ever, and we're here to share it with you. So, you know, our, our podcast is here for you. Turn off the news, have a listen to a story of someone doing good. And today we have Warren Gendel, the CEO and founder of WellFit, among many, many other things. He, we had a nice conversation we would love to share with you. I'd like to check in with Mr. Jerry Robinson first. Yes, I'm not at home, but I've had a chance to, to do a little, just a little bit of traveling. It's safe traveling. Everybody's been vaccinated except for me because I'm not old enough for it. I've um, taken the trip to uh, the Oro Valley in beautiful Tucson, Arizona to work on my book with Doug and Cheryl Anderson and Tori and wait, your Kate. book. This is a is this autobiography of Jerry Robinson? Yeah, we're working on. It. That's why I'm not in. That's why I'm not home right now because I had to go with team up with my team in, in Arizona. And uh, right now I'm in beautiful Palm Desert at the Portolo Country Club in Palm Desert. So the people behind me, as you see, yeah. there's you know. They are part of my family, but this is another side of my family tree. So anyway, don't forget it. <laughs> I know you might be used to some football pictures behind me, but anyway, that's where I'm at. I'm here and I'm just excited to be here. Take took a little break. I'm excited to get back into the podcast because uh, we took a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks off. We did. And one thing about the book, I'm just hoping that maybe if I'm really lucky, I, I, get mentioned in your book oh you'll be in the book oh yeah yeah well okay so what what about yourself mariah what have you been up to fitness training lots of figuring out shoes for kids and our moves forward we got so many shoes donated over the holidays and gave out so many of i've got about 500 pairs in stock which is more than we've ever had so managing that is like basically like having a shoe store, you know? So getting that organized, um, like I said, the fitness training, I've been traveling around, as I've told you and our listeners, you know, with kids and grownups alike, meeting them in parks, meeting them in their yards and helping them with fitness. And that happens to be the theme of the episode today is health and fitness with Warren Gendel. And this is a guy who's been in the, the fitness industry for over 30 years. He started his first project at 19. And he's a wealth of knowledge on health and fitness. And he's really out there with the motivation to help people feel better about themselves physically and mentally. And I would love to share the conversation with you. Are you ready, Jerry? I am absolutely ready. Roll it. Thanks for joining us on the People Doing Good podcast. Our podcast is all about sharing stories of people doing good. And I think that helping people feel good about their bodies and their fitness and their mental health is just so important. And, and that's, that's what you do. Um, I wanted to first ask you how you got started in fitness. Like, let's go back to the beginning. Wow. That's a great question. Uh, all right, man. So I'm 52 years old and uh, growing up as a kid, it was interesting. I had uh, I had two idols uh, that I really followed. One was Jacques Cousteau, loved the marine biology, loved surfing, loved the ocean. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was another one of mine. And as a kid, I'd go to the bookstores and I would read the books, look at the pictures. And I was just fascinated on 
the underwater world and I was fascinated on how people can transform their bodies. Um, and so I kind of followed that. At 13, I got certified as a scuba diver. I uh, started surfing at a very young age and all through high school, I was an athlete, you know, played football and pole vaulted and, and, and boxed. Uh, went to college, went to Santa Barbara really for, you know, the surf and the, the, the ocean. And <laughs> I was working out at a Gold's gym there and I saw this incredibly large man working out intensely. And I went up to him to start talking to him and he, his name is David Esparza and he basically uh, took me under his wing if you will. And from that standpoint, we got real friendly and I kind of drifted away from the surfing and spent, you know, my days in the gym with him. And I was just really fascinated on how I felt. Uh, my mental, my mental mind, my mental attitude was so different, you know, and I just, uh, I got into it. And all through college, I, uh, I actually started doing bodybuilding shows. And, you know, that is actually blessed me in, in so many ways. Um, in terms of discipline and your mindset, because it's you versus you. And I was just really in tune with the, the outcome of it. And uh, it just, it, it followed me. And I built my first gym with him in, in Goleto. I helped assist at the age of 19. And, you know, I ended up just started becoming a personal trainer, uh, became a fitness director at a big gym in San Diego, and just really followed that passion. Um, and I just really enjoyed, as I said, just the whole mindset of the discipline. And I apply that mindset to where I am today, you know, and I really love educating people on fitness and just explaining to them that it's never too late to get started. Um, and so it was interesting because back in college, <laughs> all my buddies, I was in Santa Barbara and San Diego to the melting pots of, you know, for the party in schools. Right. And but. Right. When I was competing, you know, they would come and go to the bars and I'd go to sleep and I'd make my meals and all that was well worth it. And so I just really got involved into that and came back to the Bay Area um, and got involved, got into selling fitness equipment, um, started uh, buying used equipment, started selling equipment on the street corners, literally at flea markets and built a, uh, a, a five high end fitness equipment stores. But with that, what we did is we, we were educators. I love educating people on fitness. So when somebody would come to our stores, we would tell them, ask them the reasons why they'd want to buy a certain piece of equipment. And then lo and behold, we would switch up to something totally different. We offered a personal trainer to, to go to their home and actually make sure they knew how to use that piece of equipment. And then we even did a lot of assessments in our store. So even back then, for me, it was all about educating and getting people involved in fitness. Um, and it's such a, it's such a meaningful thing for me. So I sold those. Um, and then I started, uh, I did a thesis in college, uh, with children and plyometrics. I really believe for myself as, as, as a young adolescent, you know, you, you, you put your mind to something, uh, and, and you can really chase your dreams. So I started a, a kid's fitness business in Marin, six and a half to 15 years of age. It was circuit training. Uh, for kids with a really big emphasis on nutrition. Um, that actually took off and ended up uh, franchising those, ended up with about, well, we sold 70 locations. We were in 16 states with it and, and Australia. And that was amazing, just getting the kids started, you know, at that age. It's, 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 just, it's amazing what, what, what they can evolve in. Um, and, you know, and so I've just been following my dreams with fitness. And to this day at 52, you know, I still love to educate, as you know, I, I, 
do a lot of help, a lot of personal trainers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm attacking the market right now for basically 50 and above. I feel that that is an area that people just, they're not, they're not in tune with themselves. Right. And so I would just really like to uh, educate on, on how you can get your, like I said, the mental health portion of it and how you can transform your body. It's just so rewarding. And here I am today, just as a, as an educator, if you will. You know what, uh, Warren, I appreciate that because I remember one of my biggest fears when I was younger, either going into a, a, a nutrition store or a, a place that sold uh, equipment, I didn't know what the hell I was looking for. And I always enjoyed when I would go somewhere where somebody would tell me exactly what this is going to do. And that education side of the whole, that's the whole game. You know, you got to be able to tell people, you know, and uh, it's so important. It really is. And when you were talking about that, uh, it just took me back to my, when I was a younger man. And wait a minute. So you went to Santa Barbara, college in Santa Barbara? You're a gaucho? Are you a gaucho? I'm an Aztec. I didn't graduate from San Diego State. Okay, I love the Aztecs too. Okay, yeah, I know when you said San Diego and Santa Barbara, I'm like, it's amazing that you're actually still alive because it's a hell of a party school. Oh man, <laughs> I had the best time. I mean, after the bodybuilding, boy, I made up for it, let me tell you. Absolutely. Okay, good, man, good, good. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because people, you know, they, uh, they, they get caught up in their day-to-day life. And, and if you don't know what you're doing, you know, in terms of exercise or even nutrition, you just fall into this, into this spiral effect. And, and, and the mindset for everybody is I'm too old to exercise, you know, and, and it doesn't work for me. And, and it's just not the case. I'm older than both of y'all. So therefore, I, I, I know some of, the, some of the struggles that you have as you start to get older, you just... You don't know really what to do, but you want to get you want to get fit and you want to get toned. You want to look good. And a lot of older people really have a hard time with with getting in shape because they think it's so difficult that they got to lift this kind of weight and do this kind of running. And I guess, you know, when you really think about it, it's more to it than just pumping iron and just running on a treadmill and. That's why the educational side of it, especially for older people, they want, you know, to let them know that, you know what, I can actually get physically fit and healthy without going through all of the stuff that the younger people are doing. So Warren, is that what you're talking about? Is being able to let people know, say, you know what, you can, you can improve your life by the way you eat. You don't have to lift. It's not the amount of weight you lift. It's, it's what you lift and the reps or whatever it may be. It is, you know, and what we get caught up in is there's two things I believe I'm really uh, adamant about it is, is time and convenience. You can't, you can't manage time. You can manage your time, but that's one thing that just never stops. And so what I tell people is if you just get up 15 minutes earlier than you normally get up and take that 15 minutes to start and take it to your, apply it to yourself in meditation, exercise, you will be so amazed what your day will transform to be. And, and, and if you, and then you start at 15 minutes and then you progress to an hour. So I'm in the gym at, at 5.30 a.m. And it's been my routine, you know, for the last 25 years. And I've been training for 35 years. But, and that's where people get caught up is the biggest excuse, I don't have the time. Where if you peel back those layers, and like I said, if you just take that time on your own, just get up earlier, start your day. That will change your whole lifestyle. 
And people just don't understand that. I think once they feel it, though, and they feel the effects, you have to feel it. I think you can't just be told because once you get feeling, it becomes addictive, the best kind of addiction. You know, I'm in the fitness industry as well. And Warren, I want to share with our listeners, we know each other. I met you a couple of years ago when you were brought in to help out with our gym as we were making some transformations. And you sat down with each of the personal trainers, and I was one of them. And I went and sat down in this office with you, and I hadn't met you before. And the first thing you said to me was, I just want you to know that I have no ego. That was the first thing that came out of your mouth. And I just wanted to ask you the psychology behind that being your introduction. That's a great, wow, that is a fantastic question and a great memory. You know, in this industry, um, you know, people have a tendency to judge people for for. Um, the being, you know, arrogant, their vanity. And for me, it's all about the humble part of who I am. Right. And I want people to know that I don't know everything you're, you know, when I meet trainers, they're, they're, they're educated, they they train people for, for what they do. I can only add value. And when, when I, I feel like when I can break down that shield, that barrier and let them know I'm coming at you completely just to ask questions with no ego attached to it, I think it helps tremendously. Um, I'm a true believer in, in knowledge is power um, and, and that the ego, you gotta leave it behind, you know? It's just people, people feel that and then, they, and then they, don't, they don't learn from it, you know? And I, and I think the industry that we are in is very competitive. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who think certain ways and they don't deviate from that. And if I can crack that code just a little bit and change a mindset for somebody and not having them think that I have this ego that I know everything, I think it really, it really helps out tremendously. Right. Um, you know, with COVID, I wanted to address that. Um, you know, the gym's closed in March. Ours is still closed. Coach's Corner is still closed. Sonoma County is still in the purple. Um, where are you currently? And, and what are your thoughts moving forward with the fitness industry and gyms? How do you think things will change and shift post COVID? You know, it's a great question. So right now we're at 10% in Marin County and most of the places are at 10%. And I, and I feel that one of the big factors for a lot of people is, is wearing a mask, you know, and they can't, they can't wrap their arms around, you know, getting used to wearing a mask and they have to, first you have to overcome that obstacle because I think that's not going to go away for a long time. Um, I, I have a, I have a strong belief that, Definitely the industry is going to, it happened, I think, in the right time, but it's just going to get better. It's amazing to believe how we should operate in gyms and not sterilize the equipment. We were on top of each other and there was no, nothing, no issues. Now we have this awareness of, we're cognizant of cleaning everything, space. Um, I honestly believe once people get more relaxed that the market's going to, double itself. Um, I think people need to exercise. Um, I, I just think the the biggest challenge is going to be the group settings. The group fitness classes is going to be the challenge. Um, I, I, I Virtual is out there. Um, and I think it's a little bit more difficult. People need that, that brick and mortar feeling, that contact. But I, I really believe that I've seen we're going to really get to a better place. And, and people are going to, like I said, people will be more aware of what they're doing in the gyms. And I just think it's, it'll, it'll be okay. I really do. I mean, I, I, I just, 
It's interesting. It's a, it's a tough battle to, to see, but it's another excuse for people not to exercise, you know, right now. There is always an excuse, right? You know that. There's always an excuse. No, that's, it's, a, it's a built-in excuse. It, it, it just happens that way. You know, Warren, so now you guys are doing things virtually, right? Yes. So my company, WellFit, yeah. So we, we definitely, you know, what's interesting too is I do a lot of corporate wellness before this pandemic. We, I had personal trainers alongside of big companies. And the cool thing, I'll just kind of bring it back a little bit, but when we got to, we did, uh, we were, IBM was one of our customers. And when we got there, we were like the antichrist to everybody. They did <laughs> not like us. You know, they, they feared us. You know, they didn't think, uh, you know, we needed to be there. And, but as we showed up more and more, and as we educated them, it was amazing to turn around what we, what happened. People got close to us, you know, Mariah, that goes back to the ego thing. They really found us to be very humble and non-abrasive. And so we were able to really, really manage them. And they were able to really see the results and build that community. Now we look at the virtual aspect of it. It's a little bit more difficult because you don't have that interaction and virtual is everywhere now. So you can, you can go online, you can YouTube a video and it's right there. What we do successfully now is our classes are live. And I think the live versions where they can come to you and they can see the real time instructors training and then have dialogue at the end of the class. I think that that goes a long way. Um, and it's been pretty successful for us. I wanted to, uh, shift a little bit for a minute. And I'm looking behind you, Warren, and I see something with football. And normally when we're recording, Jerry's not home, like we mentioned, um, but he's got behind him uh, just a beautiful wall of honors and his Raiders jersey and his Eagles jersey. And I think you have a son. You've posted some videos on Facebook. I'd like to hear about his, tra- tell us about him. His training looks amazing. Obviously, he has a good in with a, a knowledgeable person. Yeah, so who, what's behind me is I'm a huge New Orleans Saints fan. I've been a Saints fan since I was like five years old. And it was, yeah. Jerry, how, what do you think about the Saints? Having oh, been you know a- what? I, 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 I've uh, actually, when I got drafted in 1979, I thought I was actually going to be drafted by the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, Warren, they took a punter by the name of Russell Erkslaven out of Texas back in those days. But I went out to New Orleans and they showed me the Superdome. As a matter of fact, Warren, I went to the Superdome and saw a basketball game with Pistol Pete Maravich playing in. So, you know, I like the Saints. I had a chance to talk to Sean Payton and some other people throughout the week. So, you know, hey, good luck to your Saints, man. I ain't got nothing against the Saints. Oh, man. (laughs) The last four years have been heartbreaking for me, though. Oh, I know it. I know it, man. I know it. You you know what's interesting? since we're on this Northern Saint thing, you know, the the players, especially, you know, especially, you know, especially Drew, but the other players too, they love that city so much. I mean, they give back a lot and they come together during times like this and times like the Hurricane Katrina and stuff. And they're part of that community. And I think that's another reason why they have such a devoted fan base. And, and like you, you're, you're still there. And I know your son's going to be a Saints fan too, right? Oh, he's right there with me. Okay. Yeah, he's right there with me. It's great. So, uh, yeah, so Ryan, so my son is, he's 16 years old. And, you know, I got to tell you, you know, my name is, is pretty known in the kids' fitness space when I started FitWise for Kids and what we did. And 
And it's, it's amazing, you know, when you get, when you get these kids that are seven to 13, that's that sweet spot where the brains are still developing and they really, they find something, they grab onto it. And so my son has been always been that way. He's been always focused, you know, and as a parent, I've learned never to, I've had friends that just push their kids to no limit until they get to this point in his age, 16, 17, and they're burnt out. Well, my son has been the opposite of that. I, I've kind of let him choose what he likes to do. And, and football is his, his, his sport. And so what I've noticed with him two years ago, uh, we have a club in, in Petaluma. It's not my club, but I helped them build. It's called Sonoma Fit. And he would get up at 4.30 in the morning with me, go work wow. out and get there by five. And this is when he's 15 or 14. And we would train together and I started, I started exercising, showing him the ropes. And ever since he started doing that, it really, I knew he had something special because you can't teach that. And, and then it goes back to the lifestyle. If you can reinforce those healthy habits at this age, they adhere to it and they just, it's contagious and they just, they, they make it part of their life. And to this day, he's always been that way. Um, I've gotten him some really good speed coaches, but he's so self-disciplined. He's at the gym right now. He's had the virtual classes. He went to go work out, and then he has his football practice at 2.30 today. Um, and I love that. And then, again, it's something that, that, that you just can't teach. And the great thing is, is he's seen his progression. And it's hard, uh, it's hard to parent that um, and because they always feel that you, you always say that they're the best because you're the parent, right? Um, and, and for me, it's, I keep telling and reinforcing it that all that hard work will pay off. And it's interesting that you can actually see that. And he, not me, but himself, right? And he's at practice, he's the coaches are giving him all this attention now. And he's had to battle some, some battles with players in front of him. And, you know, he's doing a great job. He won the, uh, the, the spot for the running back and also outside linebacker. So he's doing it. Yeah. Very impressive. fist pump. Yeah, yeah. Because I get ex I, I, I get excited when kids at that age have an opportunity to learn the game is one thing, but it's really about you have to be physically and mentally prepared for what you're about to go into. And your son is he grabbed a hold of it instead of fighting it. He's gone with it and it's built confidence in him. And I, I wish him all. I wish him all of the, the best and the luck of the world. You know, a lot of times I, I hear from people that <laughs> they have bad experiences with their coaches or the football team or, what, or, or, or whatever coaches they may have. And your son, it, to me, it sounds like he's enjoying his experience, and it just makes it that more fun, Mariah. As you know, when you're enjoying what you're doing, and you realize that you are you are setting goals for yourself and you're reaching them every day. So I'm proud of your son. I know he'll be that part of that who that nation. I understand that one. <laughs> you know, I tell him, I said, you got to treat adversity to your advantage. Anything that's at all the adversity you come to, that's your advantage. And, and I think that mindset really, really works with him, you know, and it's great. He, he's, he's the one that doesn't go out and, and, and party with his friends. He's, He's getting, you know, 3.8 GPA and he's studying and he's working out and he's resting. So all the right habits. He's a you very know, fortunate have, young man. <laughs> yeah, lucky to have you. I was going to say I, I was that kind of kid in, in high school. You know, I didn't go to the parties. I would 
wake up in the morning before school and go running and then I'd go to practice and after practice I'd come home and shoot 100 free throws and never went to parties. I think I went once and I was like, oh God, what are they doing? You know, this is embarrassing. You know, but it's just what I saw was when I had that discipline, I would see the results and I loved going to practice. Practice for me was like, just like a game, you know, I loved it. And so, you know, that's kind of for me how I ended up getting involved in this industry, which Warren has, you know, become so successful at. So what's next for you, Warren, moving forward? What you're always, you always got a new project. You're always moving up. So what's your, where's your focus lying at, at this but moment? I appreciate that, Mariah. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step out of my comfort zone. Um, as I said, I, my ego, I leave it at the door. I'm a humble guy. I'm very shy, believe it or not. I consider myself more of an introvert, if you will, you know, um, but I, I met a really talented man. Uh, his name is Bradley Duffy and his wife, Caverne, and they have an amazing uh, creative agency. And I met him uh, one night and he really gravitated towards me. And he says, you know, you have something you don't even know what you have. You know, you, you just you're this humble individual. And I really want to put you out there. So for me, it's about uh, getting out there on it's interesting, the social media platform. I don't want to call it an influencer because I, I, I want, but I want to be, I want to inspire people. And, and so the, when I, when I, it, it's, and it's, and it's kind of working. So I'm, I'm putting myself out there uh, socially, um, put a clip once, once a day, try to get people motivated on the social medias, the LinkedIn's, the, the, the Facebook and Instagram. And I've created a, uh, a warrengandel.com website, which is more informational based, but I'm going after the corporations uh, to do virtual uh, wellness, which I think is gonna be here to stay. Uh, and also again, really want to inspire that 45, 50 and up market and really let them know that, uh, that I'm here, I can help them. Um, and it's not too late to really get change that mind. Mental health is everything. and so. That's going to be my last phase. It's, you know, it's just sticking true to who I am and my beliefs in this industry and, and now getting out there at a bigger scale. You know, Warren, I'm, I'm, uh, you're talking about the 40, the 50, the older group of people. And as we get older, we realize without wellness, without health, there's not enough, enough money on this planet they can do anything for you. So without the health and the wellness and uh, that part of your life, you have absolutely nothing. And as you get older, honestly, you just start, you start to think about that. And I'm glad you're doing that because, you know, I want our listeners and we're going to let everybody know that it's important that you understand that you got to get out there and start moving. You got to get out there and start moving. It's not, you don't have, you're not, you're not training for Olympics or, or track team or whatever it is. But it's the most important thing is to get out there and get moving. And there's a program that I was checking something out called, what's it called? Movement, not muscles. That's a great, I saw that and I thought about this said movement without muscles. That is great for people 40, 50, 60, or even seven, even older people. Tell me about what, what is movement, not muscles? You know, if you get, and that's the same thing, movement with mental health, just meditating. But you have to be able to disconnect yourself, one, from the, the day in, day out, everyday stresses of your life. And if you can dedicate that time to have peacefulness, that's a huge success in the win in itself. 
Now, movement is, as you get older, you got to get blood flow. You got to get your joints moving. You got to get bone density. You've got to, you have to do it. And it's, it's, it's walking, it's swimming. It's just getting outside and walking is so, so important. And this is what's crazy. What why COVID is killing us is, is our immune system is, 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 is breaking down. We have to be exposed to everything. We're just going to, we're going to have this adverse effect. Do you know 35% of our retired people are forced into retirement because of their preconditions and of, of health mm-hmm. issues? 35%. Um, and that's a huge alarming number. And, and, and that's why I'm trying to get into the corporate setting because that's a huge impact for these companies to really pay attention to their employees for their future health. Mm-hmm. Um, but movement is, again, it's, that's why I said, if you can just get yourself up 15 minutes early or get out and walk and do push-ups, just get circulation, your body will absolutely adapt and feel, you'll feel 10 times better, right? You don't need the weights. The weights is good. Don't get me wrong, but you, you have to take the baby steps, you know, and you have to just start it slow. And that's the hardest part is getting yourself out there and motivated. I always tell people this too. If you used to work out and you continue to work out and you're not motivated anymore, you got to get your mindset on how you felt post your workout, right? If you can change, like get, I get up at 4.30 in the morning, I'm tired, but my mind goes to, okay, I know when I'm finished, I, my days, I feel awesome. And that's that driving factor for me. So that's that mental health, right? So you start with the meditation portion, but you have to work with, with, with whatever you can and just get moving. So it's, it's a huge, huge thing. Well, you definitely are walking the walk. And I just want to thank you for giving us your time and for helping people to stay healthy. We will include in our show notes links to your website, your Facebook page, your LinkedIn. Anyone listening who wants more information about Warren's work, just please uh, click a link. And thanks again, Warren. We're grateful for you. And you're another person doing good. Yeah, and Warren, once again, man, I want to just add to what Mariah just said. Seriously, man, thank you. I needed this. I really appreciate you you being on it. And just tell your son to never give up on his dreams. I appreciate and, uh, it. Okay, you're welcome, man. Who dat? Who dat? And I appreciate you <laughs> on the show, and I'd love to come back another time. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so love much. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the People Doing Good podcast. But we hope you enjoyed the conversation with Warren. If you want to find out more about what he's doing, check our show notes for links to his website, his Facebook page, LinkedIn, all of it. He's out there and he's out there to help people feel good. And again, like Jerry said in the beginning, we took a little break. We're back at it and looking forward to sharing more amazing episodes with you. You know, I want to say about what Warren was uh, I enjoyed listening, you know, having this conversation and listening to him and that educational side of it. You know, it's really important because a lot of people are scared. Some people are scared to get involved in working out or getting their bodies together or fitness. And it's all about educating people and letting them understand that, you know what, there's all kind of different ways to get started. But the most important thing is to get started and get started with movement doesn't matter what type of movement that you that you're going to have just get up and start moving not only will it make your life better it'll make the day better and you'll be around to see your grandkids that's so true 
Yeah. And, and thank you again, Warren, for your time and your inspiration. And we hope our listeners enjoyed it as much as we did. And we'll be back at you soon. If you want to follow us on social media, we've had a little break, but we will get back to updating our pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at one good podcast. And that's the number one good podcast. And also this one's on YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel. We're going to get back (laughs) in action there and you'll get to see the beautiful smile of Mr. Jerry Robinson. (laughs) that goes along You're with that. Me. You're there. killing me, so, right? Thank you. We're, we're just happy and grateful that you tuning into our podcast and we are now two and a half years in and we're almost at number 70, I think. So thanks again. We hope to bring you more positivity in the near future. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, do we have something? Yes, words from Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. It's up to us to break generational hatred and racism. When they say it runs in the family, You tell them, and this is where it runs out. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the People Doing Good podcast. The Feel Good podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. The People Doing Good podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of Goto Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.